Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Rich Ting is in the house. Stay tuned as we discuss Man in the High Castle Season 4, Episode 8. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Rachel Goodman, and here with me is Belle. Yes, I am Belle Blankenship, happy to be here. And we have the wonderful Rich Ting. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the so, Rich Ting plays Captain Ajima on Man in the High Castle. He is also a martial arts expert. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you for that. Fair enough. And you can also see him on Warrior. Yeah. So, Rich, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you guys yes. for having yeah. me. This thank is fun. You. Yeah. So, we're going to dive in and talk about Season 4, Episode 8. But okay. before we do, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you a general question. Okay. What, um, it could be with your character or without, mm-hmm. what was your favorite moment on the show? You know what? One thing for all the High Castle fans out there, you know, there's so many people know that there's so many multiple stories going on at the same time throughout every episode, Mm -hmm. you know? And so from an actor's point of view, since I was a fan of this show, which is one of the first shows I've been a fan of before joining it. So for me, it was very epic just to kind of be on set with the whole High Castle world, you know, so to speak. But I remember one episode in particular, um, you know, we had a crossover and it was at the mansion with the auction, I think, in episode mm. two, three, four-ish Gosh, around there. Yeah, yeah. Towards the beginning. the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And, um, with Childan. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my character obviously is always with Joel De La Fuente, who plays Chief Inspector Keto. But I was like, I was, you know, because I'm a fan too, right? So I was like, <laughs> oh, I want to see, like, Jason O'Mara. And then I want to see Chill. Mm. I want to see Brennan. And what do I get to see all these other guys? And they were like, no, because most likely, you know, they're doing their thing while you're doing your thing. But there was one moment where we actually had a crossover, like I said, at this mansion where this auction takes place where you have, mm. you know, you had Francis Turner there, yeah. you know, with the catering, so to right. speak, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then Brennan was there, um, Childen was there, mm-hmm. and um, you had Joel, obviously, and then you had Jason, and we were all sitting in our chairs, and just, it was so wow. fun just that to hear blast. all these people that I'm fans of. Yeah speaking about just life and just you know the show and everyone's joking and then actually one person i forget who it was was just like you know when you're dealing with material like you like the material in high castle where it's so it's so deep Mm -hmm. and so layered and you know at times kind of dark right that you got to have a sense of humor off camera you know i mean you you really (laughs) do because it just just keeps it going and keeps it the energy up you know but then you go into character and then it gets like this very intense you know vibe going on so that (laughs) was epic for me just because I was silently geeking out because I'm a fan, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, so this is great working with Joel because I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of him and what his arc as Keto has done. Yes. But now I get to see all these other people Everybody. right here, and I'm like, this is cool. So awesome. kind of going off that, Keto. Yes. What, okay, mm-hmm. so we see him, the mm-hmm. characters being so serious. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is Joel like, like off camera? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really know where to start. <laughs> All I remember is, like, 
No, in in a great way. It's like I remember <laughs> I remember the first the first day we actually had a stunt rehearsal for this for episode for the for the pilot. Mm-hmm. There's a little action scene in there, and um, he he arrived while we were kind of in rehearsal, and I heard his voice. I heard a voice. I'll just say it like that. I heard a voice, didn't recognize it, and I was like, okay. And I you know I could hear him talking as he came into the studio, and I turned and I'm like, oh my god. It's Joel. And I'm like, why is he talking like that? Because his normal voice right. is nothing like his character voice. And that just threw me. And wow. then he's such a warm guy yeah. that that threw me even more. You know what I mean? Because wow. he's never, I mean, there might be a speckle of yeah. warmth somewhere, you know, throughout the <laughs> yeah. four seasons. But like, he's just such a nice, approachable, yeah. gentle guy, which is wow. so opposite of his of, character. So. <laughs> That was very cool because I was like, I like this guy on camera and now I love him off camera and I get to work with him for the whole season. So So would you say just based on the people you've worked with, who you've met, is there anyone, and maybe it's him, that you would want to collaborate with? Oh, 100%. All of them? Anyone particular? I mean, Joel, hands down, just because I have a great relationship with him, obviously just working with him on this show. But then, you know, the, the cast, I mean, here's the thing. I'm coming off the bench, so to speak, you know, in season four, (laughs) you know, I'm like, you know, hey, put me in, put me in, right? (laughs) And so just to be on the team, let alone to come into and actually play with these guys Mm -hmm. and and, and the entire cast, you know, Mm -hmm. they've been together for three seasons. You know what I mean? I'm the new kid, so to speak. So, you know, that's awkward in any level, you know, if you're the new kid coming into a well-established family. And they were so, I mean, Cello was so sweet and they were, Alexa was so sweet and they were just... Just they just welcomed me in. Like it was it was so smooth that yeah. I kind of prepped myself like, okay, I get it. <laughs> right, you know, cool right. kids over there, rich is over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like eating my lunch, yeah. like, hey, what's up? You know? Right. But and I no. think it doesn't happen all the time on films. I feel no. like you're right. A lot of times it is kind of this awkward silences. You're yeah. just like which is tough, and I feel like that makes for a better dynamic on screen. And totally. like I feel like you're, you know, obviously you did a fantastic job with your thank character. You, and you. I think that did kind of show everyone just looked very comfortable with where they were, who yeah. they were acting with. So totally. and also I yeah, use that, you know, as an artist, I use those vibes, I use those energies for my yeah. character, you know, because Absolutely. I am a new character, yeah. right? Yeah. Coming over from Japan. So, you know, I am invading, so to mm-hmm. speak, someone else's, mm-hmm. you know, space, you know, if you want to call it yeah. that. And so even the fact that Joel in character in our backstory it's kind of like okay what's this guy's motive what's his yeah. deal maybe that's what they were thinking in real life like who is this right. guy right and so I, I you know it's it's very cool how you you know things are organic like that and they can affect yeah. me as as the actor and as the character that's um cool. but hands down man it was it was just a pleasure to be with this whole cast and crew and and just to be in this wow. high castle world that's amazing so yeah but thank you no no that was uh, a great yeah. question great yeah. question yeah. <laughs> so, I just heard a lot <laughs> just to um talk a little bit here so we had when we see when we start episode eight mm-hmm. it they fast forward from seven so we're about a month into yes. um, yeah. when Japan has officially announced they're leaving North America yes mm-hmm. um, so we kind of start there and what I found very fascinating mm-hmm. is that how not only mm-hmm. so this is a very interesting concept it's very unique mm-hmm. it's an alter- alternative to our history as we know it, but the fact that they show everything and they show mm-hmm. that, hey, this wouldn't have been an easy thing. Mm-hmm. This would have been yeah. very, very d- difficult for people on both sides. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I yeah. think another, it, like the opening scene on this one, um, basically the Reich shows up and they kind of, you know, they ask the JPS if they saved any of the intelligence files. Oh, that's right, yes. Right, yep. and then they're yep. like, no, we destroyed everything. So kind of what my question was is like, 
do you, or and maybe you can have some feedback too. Like, do you think the JPS like does the JPS hate the Reich more, or do they hate the VCR more? Because <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> I mean, I think when you get this far in season four, mm-hmm. you start getting these. I mean, when you started in season one, you had Japan and mm-hmm. Germany. Right. That's it. You had two teams, and then you had this newbie in the middle called the Resistance. Right. Yeah. So it's very clear cut. You had you had A, B, and C basically. Yeah. Right. And so I think as we get into, like, especially season four, you start seeing, and if if I recall, towards Mm -hmm. the end of episode eight, I think John Smith gets approached to kind of maybe even divert more, correct? Yeah. Not to jump ahead of you guys, but just my my point is, is that you start seeing all these divisions within the division, right? And, um, you know, I think that... uh, I think that just, I mean, it's it, it sucks because it's yeah. the last season. So now you're starting to get all these these other doors uh, yeah. are starting to appear. And you're like, oh, what if? It's like so and late, what though, if? in the game, too. Yeah. You know? And it's <laughs> fascinating, too, because they, the BCR, like, we, I didn't know that China or Australia was involved. Yes. And that's yes. a big thing this season, too, is look at all these yeah. other countries who are going to be fighting against Germany. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so that's they, one thing yeah. I, I hope the viewers caught because mm-hmm. on set, I was like, wait a minute. So you have the Japanese, obviously, but now yeah. you... I kept hearing Chinese and seeing it in written in the script, like Chinese this oh. and, and and with the blacks this. And I was like, I hope the viewers are going to make that distinguish, yeah. like, I you know, identify that, you know, the, the all the Asians aren't just Japanese. Right. Like, this is an alternative world. Yes. And there's other Asian people in the world, right? right? Yeah. With different allegiances and different, you know, just they belong to different mm-hmm. regions, so to speak. So yeah. that was also very cool because now, yeah. like, you know. Because before, like I said, it was resistance, Japan, <laughs> Germany. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, so what about all these other – South America, Australia, yes. Asia? I mean, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, um, you know, the, not not to call it a cheat, but they yeah. brought in these other colors and these other little speckles of, of nationalities yes. to just kind of complete this whole arc that this is a right. alternative world and universe. Because you know? I think it can – like sometimes the show can make it feel like it's kind of isolated. Like yeah. it really is just like America and Berlin. Yeah. So, right. I think totally. it's great that they did kind of bring those in. I think it would be pretty cool. We were talking about this on another show if they kind of did like a spin off. And, like, maybe you could see, like, oh, well, what was China doing yeah, in all of this? Totally. So. There's so <laughs> many direct. Cool. I mean, it's one of yeah. those shows you can go. I mean, that's why I remember the pilot, you know, of season one. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Where is this going? And then it yeah. started getting sci-fi-y at yes. one point. So then I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going that direction now, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but, um, yeah, there's just so much, there's so much to cover. But at the same time, you know, one thing that was so impressive, not only being a viewer and a fan, but then being involved with it, is mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, they basically represent Japan mm-hmm. with three or four characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you represent all of Europe via Germany <laughs> with like true. three or four characters. With, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I don't think the viewers really ever got fooled with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because right. at the end of the day, you know, you're like, okay, so you have Japan. Yeah, you have all of Japan and they cover all this. But then you just have Keto and, mm-hmm. you know, a couple other admirals and, a, and a, you know, yeah. and, a, and a princess. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then that's it. Yeah, but, but you Japan. never you never got the illusion like, okay, so what's the rest yeah. of the country doing? What's You know, you that was it. Yeah. So that was, right. I mean, I thought that was just brilliant on their part. And it's interesting too because I feel like that alone could be 
a spinoff. 100%. Yeah, like yeah. what was happening in Japan totally. and actually see the country. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. I, would, I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you mentioned John Smith, and I think it's mm-hmm. an excellent time to kind of talk about him, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because along with seeing so many different identities, mm-hmm. there is still mm-hmm. this American identity yes. that despite what's happened, we still get the sense that John Smith is always going to be an American in we some hope. way. <laughs> yeah. John Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if that like, went over a lot of people's heads just because his <laughs> acting point. and his yeah. portrayal is so convincing. Yeah. And Absolutely. then it's like, you know, over, I don't can't even pronounce it, but <laughs> yeah. Griffin Fuhrer, <laughs> John Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, even as a viewer, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That what? You it know what I mean? So, like, his yeah. name was so, like, it felt so, like, American that yeah. I almost yeah. wondered if that he had been given that name after the fall. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. true. I had wondered true. that. Yeah, like, yeah. maybe that was to represent that he was going to be right. in America. But yeah. I don't know, because I think yeah. his name was always John. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, in Europe, what for you has been, like, the most fun, like, like watching a character develop? Because we've seen Keto, like, we know in this episode, you know, he... Um, actually takes a moment to, like, take a shot with his men. He's yes. like, ah, you know, I made yes, a huge mistake, right. basically. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've kind of seen John develop. We've seen mm-hmm. Helen develop. So yeah. and which character have you enjoyed kind of, like, watching them develop the most? I mean, I'm biased because you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Joel, Love you John. know? And, and I just... <laughs> um, great. I mean, I loved it when he took off. I was joking with him on set about this m- m- multiple times, actually. Mm-hmm. I think in, in season three when he takes off his glasses. Oh, right? yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it just got real. I was like, things just got serious right now right. in a different way. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that and that kind of moment you're talking about yeah. on episode eight when they do, when he, you know, I, I kind of laughed when I saw it because mm-hmm. I was like, this is the typical, like, hardcore Asian father okay. that's like, <laughs> I know I've never loved you, you know? <laughs> But I have loved like, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then the kid's like already like forty five years old. Right. He's like, thanks, dad. You know what I mean? It's like, like one of I've those been moments. Waiting for this my whole yeah, life. you know. And so I thought that was like so culturally funny to me okay. because it, there's so much truth behind that scene, you yeah. know, especially in the Asian community. Right. You know, we're 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 typically you know traditionally fathers are very strong and unemotional, okay. which is okay. keto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So the fact that he gives it up to his guys and, and you know just gives them that little that little bit of yeah. love. You know, verbally and emotionally, right. and he takes a shot. That's cool. Um, cool. But yeah, you get to see Keto go from you know this 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 ruthless killer mm-hmm. governing guy to like having a romance in yeah. season three to the glasses coming off. Right. Now you you know you got a t- you, you you got a little bit of a tease that he had a family back in Japan, yes. and now you get to meet his kid in season four. So right. um you know not that he was getting soft so to speak, but I just yeah. think you know I love it when when writers give characters of that nature, you know, mm-hmm. tough, intimidating characters, a full arc. Yeah, because yes. at the end of the day, they are real people. They're real people, yeah. And, you know, I hate those one-colored characters where they're mm-hmm. just, like, always, like, Ur, you know, like, I'm, yes. I'm the scary guy, I'm the tough guy, and then that's it. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it gives it gives it so much more light and so much more, you know, it's just more believable when you get to mm-hmm. see like these moments when even like, you know, he has his I call it the tantrum in his apartment, you know, earlier in season yeah. four, okay. you know, and, and then, you know, he, he has right. like his moment with his kid and yeah. you get to see all these different sides of him. And mm-hmm. I, I think that was great, you know, and it's interesting because, well, I'm thinking about the moment in eight where mm-hmm. he ends up 
in the room where he had previously like had Frank's kids. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he keeps looking at the vent. Yeah. And that was yeah. a great shot. Yeah. And just going off of what you were saying, yeah. too, it's so interesting. Like, bad or good, people are very multi-layered. Yes. What. And that's part of the problem is that Keto and John, like, even if yes. they had made the wrong choices, mm-hmm. it, it made it harder to dislike them because they had so many moments mm-hmm. where they did really good things or they yes. did things that went beyond or, like, you saw what they were like, mm-hmm. you know, with John as a family man. Yes. But yeah. Keto, I just loved that moment where he's in the room yeah. Yeah. and it finally hits him, this is what I did. Yes. I mean, I remember I remember seeing that, that camera push in, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I watch things with a different okay. lens, obviously, because hey, we'll of what it. of what we of what I do. Absolutely, and, yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, I'm watching the pushing, right? <laughs> and I'm watching it, and I'm like, they're gonna keep the vent in the frame, yes. right? And then he goes to like, I think if I recall right, he looks this way, mm-hmm. and he ends on the vent. Yeah, and I'm like, I knew it. It was perfect. It was perfect. Ah. The frame. I mean, I mean, that's why it's yeah. an Emmy Award winning show. I mean, oh, it's those I, small little yeah. details that are like so powerful. Yeah. You know, because yeah. what an ironic way to end that to scene and that you yes. know which is the room that even if you lost track of all the seasons you, you know remember that, that scene. room because it's so creepy in the sense <laughs> that it's so nice and cozy yeah. and then they shut the door and mm-hmm. i remember i forget the kids were playing like watching tv in yeah. season one in that room yeah. right yes. and with their mother with their mother yeah. and they're kind of like oh this is great and then you yeah. know and then all of a sudden and I love his oh. face, like when he first because even the VCR is like, "What's this room for?" And yeah. has all the toys. He's like looking around. He's like horrified. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you realize as a viewer where he's at. Yeah. So. I almost, I mean, I didn't think the VCR was going to do this to him, but I almost worried that that was going yeah. to be his fate. Yeah, just because he was yeah. in the room, and it's like they're calling back to this. Why? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> I was so worried. I was yeah. worried for him, and I guess that's part yeah. of it is that the stakes are high because we know what that room is, even if the totally. VCR doesn't. Oh, oh yeah, man. That, that, I, I'm just yeah. You guys got me chill. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's such an intense scene, but it's such a mm-hmm. short scene, but yet yeah. it's memorable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now another thing I was going to ask because you were just talking about kind of you know having uh, Asian parents and yeah. what that's like, and mm-hmm. so you are half Japanese and Chinese, mm-hmm. correct? So how was it for you kind of to, to kind of tap into this Japanese character? Mm-hmm. And then in your own life, how do you kind of balance both of your kind of your yeah. heritages? No, great question. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, one thing to point out, yeah, I am half Chinese, half Japanese. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I am fourth generation Japanese American and third generation Chinese American. Okay. So that is a huge, um, I don't know if it's an advantage or disadvantage, but it, it's, a, it's very different in the sense that basically that makes me American. Yeah. Yeah. at the yeah. core because yeah. my parents didn't grow up speaking another language we obviously my brothers okay. and I didn't grow up speaking another language gotcha. um, the only thing Asian about us was probably two things one mm-hmm. is no shoes right because <laughs> my yeah, mom doesn't like, want to have to clean up right. our tracks so to speak right <laughs> and number two like we're, we have a rice cooker you know okay. what I mean? That was pretty much <laughs> you the extent of it, exactly you know? a family. <laughs> and so I bring that up because, you know, I, I because of that, I became so interested, you know, ever since I was a, a kid yeah. in my cultural background. Cuz it's kind of like this like the cyclical thing where you're, I'm so far removed mm-hmm. from the from the origin, so to speak, right? Yeah. That I, you know, you have the first generation, second generation that are like breakaway generations is what we yeah. call it, right? So they're, you know, they're doing stuff where I don't want to speak that language, you know, mm. because, you know, maybe kids at school look at me different or I don't want to eat that because yeah. kids are eating this or, you know, I don't want to go to language school. I, like, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it could be. But see, yeah. my parents went through all that. So by the time oh. I was born, 
Okay. I grew up in an American household. So it, 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 it made me and it motivated me to be like, okay, so where am I from? Okay. Right. And, and I discussed that right now with you guys in answering this question because mm-hmm. it really, it took me back to when I was a kid and I used to go to my, like my Japanese grandparents' house, mm-hmm. uh, ironically in LA. And, um, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah. I would see photo albums, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I would see just things from the 50s and the 60s. And then I would hear stories from my mom. Mm-hmm. And then I would hear stories from my Japanese side about internment camps because they were mm-hmm. all interned during that period. Wow. And so the fact that High Castle definitely works and, and, and lives in this era, this post kind of like mm-hmm. 1950s era, so to yeah. speak. It was very present in me being a wow. being a fourth generation Japanese American in 2018 yeah. or 19, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I a lot of a lot of the prep work had already been done, That's you know, awesome. and and it was in me, you know. So, you know, when when that that scene that I talked about that crossover scene where everyone was there at that mansion, I'll never forget it. I was in I was in one of the cars because I drive in with with Joel with Keto mm. in in one of those scenes and I remember seeing all the extras line up on the street and it was cold so everyone's like you know like you know bundled together and <laughs> I remember just yeah. distinctively seeing the Japanese women Mm-hmm. And what they were wearing, everything from the eyeglasses to the chain on the eyeglasses to okay. like the dresses and the coats and the way the hair was. Mm-hmm. And it was identical to the old photos I had seen in my family wow. albums and stuff. And then you work your way down and they're wearing Uggs. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, so then let's take the Uggs off yeah. right before the shot, you know? But like, you know, it was stuff like right. that that was so cool. And yeah. then the amount of detail within, within the mm-hmm. different sets. You know, we always joked like, hey, go open that drawer, right? And you open yeah. the drawer up and you're like, what's this? You take out a folder and it's a legitimate Japanese document like with a name. I mean, wow. it's legit. So what? it wasn't just paper. You know what I mean? And so that's what? the thing with High Castle is that, you know, the set decoration, the props, yeah. like the visual effects and just the accuracy and the depth. Mm-hmm. It feeds you as an actor, as an artist, because, yeah. you know, we, maybe you don't even know you pick up the cup in the scene for the first time. Yeah. But that cup is a legitimate artifact. And that's ah, going to affect you a certain yeah. way, you know? So not to get sidetracked, but it, my, no. my point is to all this is that yeah. it, I'm Japanese-American. I've seen real things happen. I've heard real stories happen mm-hmm. about this time period. And yeah. my mom's Japanese, and I'm very close with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whatever Japanese culture she lacks, I kind of researched and, and okay. picked up, right? Because she's <laughs> so Americanized. So, But it was it was a very special uh, project to be a, to be a part of. And, wow. you know, it's these kind of shows that and these kind of things that I've done in my career that really, I think, are meant to be. Mm-hmm, you know, because yeah. when I really think about it, I'm just like, I don't know too yeah. many other fourth-generation Japanese-American kids that are acting, let alone you know, suitable for this character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we, you know, we, we were talking before we got on there yeah. that, you know, all the prep work that goes into right. certain things, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I've had 30-something odd years of prep. <laughs> years of you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they call you and they're like, hey, we love you for this part. And, you know, and then wow. I'm like, I'm loaded, right? I'm kind ready to go. Like yeah. yeah. So. Wow. so, kind of going off of this. So, mm-hmm. um, the question in my mind, so I'm half Jewish, and okay. so the reason oh. I'm mentioning that is because I feel like, for me, I have had moments where mm-hmm. I've connected more with my Jewish side versus, mm-hmm. you know, the Italian side. Mm-hmm. So for you, um, do you find that, like, that you connect with one side or the other more? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just um, I'm I'm the I'm the first I'm the oldest yeah, of all yeah. my of, of, of my brothers and I and um, I've always been a, a mama's boy so to speak and my mom is Japanese <laughs> okay. and so I think just naturally I've kind of 
been more open to the mm-hmm. Japanese. At the same time, like not to bring this up because we're talking about High Castle, but yeah, yeah, my yeah, other yeah. show, Warrior, yeah. which was obviously based, it was a period piece uh, back in the 1880s or, you know, late 19th century right. about the Chinese immigration to San Francisco and then oh. the gangs that formed from it, you know? So being, I went to high school in San Francisco. My dad's from San Francisco. Oh, yeah. He's Chinese American, right? So, you know, no matter how much you try to like push away culture <laughs> or, or even genetics or DNA, it it's all in there. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And so when you ask that question, the, the quick response is I am definitely, I think, leans lean more towards the Japanese side. Mm. But then I can't deny my other half because it's yeah. very alive and it's very present, you yeah. know. And so for this show, it, it, for that year, I actually did both of these shows. So it was like the first part of the wow. year was the Chinese side. <laughs> Wow. And the second part of the year was the Japanese wow. side. Pay you know? homage yeah. to so, both sides. Yeah. I can't wait to play the oh, American cool. side. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> but, Three's a jar. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing, though. So, yeah. But yeah, I totally, I totally understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's so. like, it's one of those things, like, for me anyway, like, as you were talking, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, like, because I, you know, it's... It's it's sometimes you feel like you're con- more connected to one mm-hmm. side or the other yeah. depending upon what you're doing or where you totally. are. Yeah. I'm sure being around certain family members too. Like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It can even be as simple as food yeah. too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I just prefer this food over that food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, that's yeah. great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So kind of jumping in a little bit, like just to talk more about the episode, mm-hmm. we have Childan and Yukiko's marriage. Yes. Um, which yes. to me is one of my oh, favorite parts so of the whole season. Yeah. Yes. Um, even though we'll talk about episode. So nine later. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but for yep. episode eight, the least Childan and Yukiko had a happy moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. There's a few characters <laughs> that I feel like I feel like Childan's one of them. Like he just he can never catch a break. In yeah, this no, show. you're always rooting for him. Yeah. Like, you know, and then and yeah. then side note, you meet Brennan in real life, and he's so perfect for that. You oh, know what I mean? That's like awesome. he's such a good dude and and great, great conversations and great stories. But and I yeah. root for him. Like as 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 Brennan, even yeah. you know what I mean. So when yeah. when you see his when you see children's arc throughout the whole show, mm-hmm. you know it's 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 painful sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, I, like I'm like oh god, and even even it's with great. the way he speaks Japanese, you're like God. He's, he's like he's so one of those hard. kids like A plus for effort. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> how bad like, is it? Most <laughs> inspirational, like you know, like like biggest <laughs> comeback. You know what I mean? Like. He kills in all those in all those That's awards, so and then when you see that romance start to form mm-hmm. early in season four, and then they, you know it leads up yeah. to their little marriage ceremony in in, in his yeah. store. Um, yeah, man, that was great. That was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, too. Like, a, yeah. You know? yeah. Now another thing. So obviously, I feel like justice is a huge theme in the show, mm-hmm. and you know your character unfortunately doesn't yeah. last. Yeah. But yeah. now, so my R-I-P. question is: if you if your character didn't die that way, yes, how would you have predicted? Wow. Gone out. <laughs> you know what? Um, well, hopefully, I would have just gone on a boat just like everyone else and been like, peace. Like, you know, like, I think he says, you right. know, your families are missing you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. my family's definitely missing me. It's about that yeah. time. So. I mean, you know, I've kind of become a master of getting shot and, <laughs> you know, my neck, through, you know, right. sliced or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but no, I remember, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember filming that death scene in, in, in was it episode six, I believe. I, okay, I, yeah. I passed away. And um, <laughs> it was freezing that night. Really? Right? No. It was, you know, because we, sh- we shot this in Vancouver. Oh. And right. it was, I think, in like the start of winter. Oh. And, um, <laughs> what a time to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was layered up, you know, but I just right. remember being on the ground and looking at Joel and, you know, the camera's over Joel. And yeah. he's just like, you know, and he says it in his accented voice, like, <laughs> 
you will understand something. <laughs> you know? And I just was like, don't say that to me right now, dude. Like, I'm supposed to be so dead. Cold. Like, you know? And he's the, you know, and we were always joking and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, like, you can't say it. And they're like, you know, they're like quiet, roll cameras. And then he gives me one of these liners. And I'm just like, okay. Like, the eyes are watering because I'm laughing. And I'm just like, and they're like, Rich, stay still. And I'm like, I can't. I can't work in this kind of environment, you know? But um, but yeah, that was, it was you know I was honored to go out being shot by by, jo- by Keto. So, yeah. you know it I wasn't a straight was bullet way, by like right. one of the da, 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 and I'm yeah. just like boom, you know. <laughs> I've been like that's weak, but, you know. Right. Speaking to that too, like just like I feel like that moment is so important. We could talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that Keto was able to get the entire you know military on his side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. was a dope scene. Yeah. So yeah. honestly, maybe that was the best way for your character. No, to and go. I. I I mean, here's the thing. Season four, the writers, yeah. the showrunners, the producers, they kind of know what they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that's one thing you get spoiled as an actor when you get on a mm-hmm. show like this because you're, you feel, you already feel taken care of. There's yeah. so much trust there that you're like, hey, whatever happens, right. I'm sure there's been a lot of thought gone yeah. into this. You know, rarely do you get on a show of this magnitude and you're like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah. rarely happens, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. I just remember too, like, you know, and I don't know if it was conveyed to the audience, but in that scene, you know, when Joel's standing over me, mm-hmm. that moment really is, he sees him in me. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the amount of ambition yeah. and the amount of loyalty and the amount of like just, you know, my, my, my entire mentality mm-hmm. was almost like a younger, a younger keto. I keep wanting yeah. to call him Joel, yeah. but a younger keto, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what younger Joel was about, but <laughs> that was supposed to be like a younger keto thing, you know? So yeah. when he actually kills me, it's almost like he understands me. Yeah. But then there's also like a sympathetic vibe, which is like I basically, you know, he was given a chance to kind of mm-hmm. evolve as him, right? Mm-hmm. Why not Ijima, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and I don't know if that that if that was conveyed, but that was definitely the backstory we were playing with there. That's you know? really deep because yeah, I feel like that we talk about every episode, especially with Keto, is like we love them one episode, we hate them. Yeah. So yeah, I think it all comes down to just this sense of duty, and yeah. I feel like that was kind of like Ijima. Yeah. So I feel like that really embraced that side of Keto and totally. Ijima's like, character. He, I think he 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 understood what my right. objective was at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. even through all the Tagomi stuff and all that, right. like Keto understood Ijima and what. Yeah. Yeah. he was about and that's why I think it was so hard for him and that's why I think we stay on him for that little bit of moment yeah. right after that you know I get shot I think about it but so. That, so for you how do you think playing this role has helped you grow as an actor oh well you know like I said every time mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to work with this like this amazing cast you yeah. know I mean um, you know, individual actors on this show have been up for Emmys and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, you know, their resumes speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm always a student on set. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't stand it when actors are arrogant and they, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder. Because this, the reason why I love doing this is because it's never-ending learning. It's, there's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an infinite amount of knowledge out there that even hopefully I can do this to the day I die that I'll, mm-hmm. I'll still be learning. Yeah. Because, I mean, even with the whole digital world now and the mm-hmm. fact that we shoot and we, and we film a certain way, you're learning. I mean, there's OGs in the business that, you know, get on set. They're like, oh, we never had that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you yeah. see, like, millennial yeah. actors coming up and that's all they've had. You know what right. I mean? So, And that's the technical part of it. But from a creative standpoint, I mean, yeah. we can get into this later, but I'm working with another – another amazing actor right now who oh. has a resume that goes on for days. Yeah. Uh, and just seeing him walk onto set 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And seeing him walk into rehearsal yeah. and seeing him go into his character. I mean, it's it, what I always call it. I get these special master classes. Oh, cool. But I get paid to attend oh. these master classes. You know <laughs> what I mean? Nice. It's, so, yeah. it's so ironic. You know what I mean? Right, Where like right. I, I'm on set and I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's so cliche, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you, when you're, when you talk, you can't hear. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I actually try to just listen. Because everyone's process, everyone's creative way of doing things, and and just to see these people work, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. people include me in this in this conversation. At the same time, I feel more of a student, you know what I yeah. mean? Just because I'm always just ears are open, and what can I pick up today? Yeah. You know, because even when we train, you know, in the studios and mm-hmm. our acting classes and whatnot, it's always my goal to just take away one thing, you know. Oh, so if great. I take away two things, <laughs> you I mean, make that. I'm killing, <laughs> literally. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but yeah, it was just, I mean. Growth is always something that I, I fully embrace, yeah. you know, especially from the artistic creative side. And, um, I mean, there's just so much – I mean, these guys have, 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 have paved the way, you know, and they have mm-hmm. so many more years in the business. It's yeah. a free, it's a free class. That's awesome. Like, or not yeah. a free. I'm getting paid. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? even better than so, free. Yeah. Class. So yeah, it's every show helps. I mean, you know. So. Yeah. Well, so I think that yeah. with the time we have left, it's an excellent oh, yeah. time to get into our Q and A. Okay. So Fantastic. I'd love to ask. We'd love to ask you a couple questions yeah. too. Yeah. Um, you had started to mention somebody you were working with. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Would you like to talk about that if you're able yes. to? Yeah. Well, actually, so currently I'm working with somebody, and I actually just finished another show with somebody else. Um, oh. In 2020, um, I will be coming out in a new show on CBS called Tommy, oh, which cool. it, which features Edie Falco. So okay. I had the opportunity to work with Edie Falco in New York for a little How bit, exciting. and um, she plays the first female chief of police in Los Angeles. Wow, that's and, fun. Um, okay, my I can't. I'm not talking yeah. about my character because I'm so NDAs and also personal yeah. NDAs and because, for sure. because this is a character I've never played. I've been dying to play it. Wow. Um, I okay. jumped at this opportunity because it was right. just it's a, it's a phenomenal character. Awesome. And um, but just seeing Edie Edie work and she's yeah. such a cool person. That's awesome. Um, you know, just great energy. You know, mm-hmm. just just open to it. Just she's just great. You know, yeah, she's yeah. one of those actresses. You just show up and you're like, oh, this, <laughs> this is gonna be, be fun. Not easy. This is gonna <laughs> oh, be fun sure, yeah. because then you got Edie Falco looking sure, at you yeah. and she's like, what are you gonna give me? Kind of thing. And I'm, you know. So yeah. You know, yeah. But but so that'll be coming out. I think the show starts in February 2020. Okay. Um, awesome. On CBS. On you CBS. Said, right? All right. Cool. And Check um, it out. The, yeah. yeah. Please tune in. <laughs> and the other show that I'm currently working on is a show called The Old Man which is FX's new show. Oh, you're busy right now. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Oh, oh no way. Okay. So that's the dude the I'm dude. talking about. So, <laughs> the big Lebowski dude. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the learning. dude. And um, he is, he's a gem. I mean, people oh. know that. I mean, Oscar, Golden, you know, whatever. His yeah. whole res- blah, 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 right? Yeah. But just to, um, I mean, he's, he's, he's great. I mean, that's such, that's the only word that comes to mind because, you know, he, he it's a master class every day with him literally wow. you know he comes to rehearsal we do our mm-hmm. thing and I'm like wow and he's like okay <laughs> yeah. see you later and he like walks <laughs> out you know like, no drop. big deal yeah you know so how intimidating though yeah. so what is that even like going to set and then oh hey Jeff Bridges yeah do you get like nervous <laughs> or do you get more you know, anticipation um what I what I always hope when I when I have an opportunity to work with these you know huge A listers that mm-hmm. you know that have all this you know that that have, that have legacies in the business basically right is yeah. is I just I'm like oh, I hope they're not 
the opposite of what you know it's like they always say yeah. like you don't want to meet your hero or you don't want to meet your idol right so that's always in the back of my head you know obviously it's work for me so I go in with a, with a certain mentality no matter who it is you know it can be a first time actor it could be Jeff Bridges I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna have the same approach I just how I, I work and it's how I operate so mm-hmm. but then when you get a person like Edie or you get a person like Jeff who just comes in with all this life and you know they, they don't take themselves seriously yeah. you know what I mean and it's because they've done it for so long and they're huge stars and fantastic actors and actresses. It just it makes you love them so much more. You know what I mean? Awesome. And I mean, yeah. one of the first one of the first big names I had a chance to work with was was Angelina Jolie back oh. in the day. <laughs> and I remember, like, I you know, I, I told this story a long time ago, but it's like we had rehearsal and we were in the Wardo, Ward, Wardorf Astoria oh, Hotel. Astor- yeah. I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> In New York, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm I'm geeking out because sure. I'm at this amazing hotel that they've completely well, a suite wow. which they completely gutted to put in pads and mats to have our rehearsal wow. in, right? <laughs> and I remember Ange came up and you know she's wearing all black and mm-hmm. she has these boots on, like she was it was Tomb Raider, like, you know what I mean? Like Tomb Raider <laughs> just showed up, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, she introduced herself to me, and wow. she's like, "Hi, I'm Angelina." I'm like, wow. "Oh." I'm like, <laughs> You're like wow. my and I'm like trying That's to be cool sweet. about it, you know. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, nice to meet I'm glad you. you can make it here today. Yeah. And yeah, then she's like, thank you so much for helping me with this. Wow. I'm just like, oh. wow. and inside I'm like, I'm like, okay, you okay. can stop, like, yeah. you know, you know. And I had always heard she was nice too. No, she's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. But you know, that's just you know another story of a great actress yeah. and having the opportunity. And then after, like, you know. Man, I'll, I'll go to bat for any of these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because they, they've made my experience so amazing. And again, it's another learning opportunity. Yeah. You know? So why not learn? It's like going to class. You know, you got professors yeah. that are great, but they're horrible. Like, you know, you just, <laughs> like, oh, he's always in a bad mood. Yeah. And then you got professors that are in good moods and you just want to go more, you know? Yeah. So it's like that. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, oh, it's been very, it's been, it's been humbling and, 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 and dope for yeah. the so. so now, of course, like uh, Rachel mentioned earlier, you do have a martial arts background. Yes. Yeah. Um, and would football. you, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Expert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you like to pursue more roles where you could kind of use those skills, or are you looking more for just the. Just the acting. <laughs> um, yeah, great question again. Yeah. Um, you know, I think my team and myself, my team and I, we've we've mm-hmm. always kind of promoted me mm-hmm. as the actor first. You know, and, and the martial arts thing, I have a background in it. I've been studying it since I was four years old. It's something mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily promote. It's just something that, you know, it's a tool I have in my pocket, right? And so when I get called for a show like Warrior, for example, mm-hmm. which is which is a very physical show and it involves a lot of martial arts, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I you know I, I'm able to make the director and the stunt coordinator very excited Happy. because <laughs> you know I've been on the other side where I've had to teach actors certain things and oh. it's just you know it's easy when you have a background in it you know at the same time you know not to get typecast but then mm-hmm. I get to, I get to do a show like High Castle where yeah. I was laughing because I was like I don't think I'm gonna break a sweat literally <laughs> you know like I was, I was in a good way in a good way yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but then again, the first pilot, you know, the first episode of season four that I was on, Dan Percival, our showrunner, who also directed it, was like, hey, can you, like, hit him like this and <laughs> kick him like that, you know? And he, like, gets like, his eyes get big. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You know? He's like, cool, I can make right? that work. He's like, he's like, that would be fabulous. I'm like, yeah, I, I got it, you know? Oh, and so funny. I just feel like there's always an opportunity for me to do something. But yeah. I definitely don't uh, put myself out there as a martial arts expert <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm an actor who has a martial yeah. arts background and if needed I can hopefully provide 
Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. Yeah. (laughs) So with the time we have left, I just had one more question for you. I noticed that you had gone to Yale. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is if you, what it was like, you know, basically going there versus Mm -hmm. do you apply that kind of education to your job now? Yeah, um, well, for, it was it was great to yeah. say the least. I was able to mm-hmm. play football, which was my first dream yeah. to play collegiate football, and we did that. And I did mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, yeah, Yale. You know, I always say, you know, when you're when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one years old, you know, uncomfortable situations are when you have the most growth, and you don't know mm-hmm. that at the time because you're you're yeah. a child, literally. So to me, Yale was one of the biggest blessings in disguises because mm-hmm. academically it was challenging. But I always say, no matter where you go to school, you know, yeah. we're using the same books. You know what I mean? It just happens to be at a different location. Mm. Um, So with Yale, you know, it really taught me just to be accountable. You know, like I have to go to class. You have to show Mm. up to go to work. You have to do your do your research, to do your homework, to do your prep. You know, so just things like that that really have everything to do with the entertainment world because it's a job. You know, and just you know, respect yourself, respect others, show up. Have yeah. a good attitude and finish, most importantly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. awesome. Well, thank you, Rich. So oh. to end the interview then, where can everybody find you? Oh, yeah, you guys can find me on all social media boards at Rich Ting World. Awesome. And, Belle, where can everybody find yes. you? So you can find me on Instagram. It is Bev and Chip, as B as in Bell, E-B-E-N-S-H-I-P. And you can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on Instagram at Rachel Radner Author. Thank you guys for tuning in. It has been amazing. <laughs> to say the least. And thank you again, Rich, for thank being you here. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After Buzz TV.